Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Hey, you know what we do around here. Um, let's chill, sit back, relax, grab your vices, and let's get straight to it. This is episode 54 of Straightforward with Miss B. Hope everybody has been having a wonderful, wonderful time in this crazy world we're living in um, just today. Um, here in Atlanta, the news um, media outlets reported that we had an active shooter um, at one of the medical facilities in Midtown Atlanta, um, I believe Northside Medical Facility. So apparently um, this young man, um, a young man, 24 years old, they've already released his name. I believe his name is Dion Patterson. Um, he is now currently on the run. Um, just reading CNN's um, website, it states that Mr. Patterson basically may have visited the um, hospital for a uh, mental health evaluation. He was with his mother, I believe. Um, um, and I guess during this appointment, at some point he became agitated and the young man just started shooting. So apparently there has been um, three individuals who were injured. I believe one individual is deceased. Um, the mother, I believe, did not sustain any injuries. Um, but apparently this person was able to hijack someone's vehicle. And now this young man is on the run and is um, reported to be armed and dangerous. So everybody who is out here in the city of Atlanta, the outskirts, um, the state of Georgia, by now he's probably in a different state. Um, but, yeah, definitely, you know, look out for your loved ones. Make sure everybody's safe. Um, this young man is just look like a regular old young man. So um, it's not like you'll be able to... Um, like spot them out in the crowd per se. So everybody be safe out there. You know, I've let my family know to be safe. My mom, um, cause she can't sit her ass down <laughs> nowhere for too long. Um, so definitely um, notify her to, if she's out in these streets to definitely be safe. Um, but anyway, so like I said, hopefully everybody other than this have been having um, a great uh, week or two. It's been about two weeks since our last episode. I think I'm going to start spacing these out to every two weeks because every week um, it kind of conflicts with other um, other um, priorities that I have going on. And, you know, your girl do be tired, but um, I don't want to make much excuses um and still want to be able to provide you guys with a podcast um i guess to congratulate you know congratulate the podcast real quickly um your girl was basically um listed or you know listed as a featured podcast on the amazon music uh, app um I, one morning i decided to wake up and i checked the app um, you know, just to check on the pod, see how it's doing and everything. And lo and behold, all you see is my face. Um, so that means that millions of users who have the Amazon Music app downloaded on their phones, 
Um, when they open it up, I believe it happened with last Saturday morning, I believe I checked in and saw that. Um, just know, hey, they saw your girl. So hopefully, you know, I am uh, hoping and praying that that visibility um, definitely brought on, um, you know, some new, new listeners, you know, followers and listeners. So I appreciate everybody who's tuning into this program who may have came across um, came across that particular um, feature um, and was wondering who the hell am I? Well, hey, I am me. Me is she. And my name is Miss B. Hey, y'all like that? That was a rhyme. That was a rhyme. Um, but, hey, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys, and thanks for listening, and hopefully you will continue with me on this journey. Um, so first and foremost, um, to piggyback a little bit off of the um, active shooter situation that happened today here in Atlanta, we there was also another active shooter, I believe, um, in Texas. Uh, apparently a neighbor was shooting guns. Um, someone came outside, you know, his neighbor came outside and asked him, Hey, can you stop shooting? We have a baby that's trying to sleep. Um, the gentleman got upset and he just started, he went to the house and basically killed everybody in the house. I believe five people were killed. Um, that gentleman was on the run for some time, but I believe they have now captured him. He was found as a, I believe a, um, I think he may have been from Mexico, just looking at his name. Um, I don't have his name necessarily in front of me at the moment, but, um, yeah, they caught him at an aunt's house, and he was hiding under some laundry. Um, they stated that, um, I guess, a longtime partner um, was basically aiding and abetting him, keeping him on the run, and was able to, you know, give him transportation, food, clothes, things of that nature. Um, so, of course, that person, whoever that individual is, will probably be brought upon charges as well and will be sent to prison. Um, but I am glad that they did capture um, that man, and um, he'll be soon doing time because it's awful thing you know, for those families that were impacted by this tragedy, and my heart goes out to them, not only to the people here in Atlanta um, who suffered these injuries and the deceased, uh, everybody, you know, my heart goes out to everybody. Like I said, this is an extremely crazy world that we live in. Um, you know, sometimes coming across as, as far as, you know, television goes, entertainment, um, social media goes, you know, I'd be appreciative of just humor, you know, comedy things that we may come across because it allows us the opportunity to at least just relax our brain for a second, take the load off. You know, the world we live in is an extremely heavy place. So having those outlets where, you know, we're able to, like I said, just relax a bit. You know what I'm saying? Relax, calm down, soak it all in, enjoy life, smile, laugh, you know, just having those moments and especially, you know, being around your loved ones, your your friends, you know, and family, all of that is much, much needed um, in the world that we live in today. Um, just to keep all of us um, with a level head and some sense of you know, sanity, you know. Um, and speaking of which, 
just on a lighthearted note, uh, we had the Met Gala. Um, that was the talk of the town on Monday night. Um, the annual Met Gala, which is sponsored by the, um, I believe it's called the Metropolitan Museum um, in New York, along with Anna Wintour of Vogue. Um, they have this um, fundraiser every year where millions of dollars are raised to support the museum. Um, <clears throat> and so many people, such as myself, we tend to tune in, you know, tune in to the festivities so that we can see the fashions, you know. Everybody's in the fashion. Everybody has opinions. And, you know, let's just go ahead and talk about a few of the fashions, you know, that we came across that were stand out and, and whose fashion that didn't really make the cut. You know, here on my podcast, excuse me, we all about the culture. So starting off with the culture, Miss um, Cardi B. Miss Cardi B did a uh, fashionable um, three outfit switcheroo um, thingy for the Met Gala. Um, the initial outfit she had on was a beautiful pink gown. I myself, pink is not a good color for me personally, um, but it definitely looked nice on her. Um, the gown was wonderful. She had like this big feathery Las Vegas showgirl headpiece situation going on and that was uh it was cute it was cute it wasn't it wouldn't have been my first choice but it was definitely cute for cardi you know she um she's dominican so i can kind of see you know why why she choose some of the outfits uh fashion choices that she goes with a little bit um but not this is no hate towards dominicans no um, secondly, her second outfit, um, is the one that I did love. Um, I don't know who the designer is. Look, I don't have that information in front of me. Look, um, today. So, but the designer itself made a beautiful kind of like, um, a, it was a gown, black, it was black roses, um, which is, um, the Met Gala basically this year was to honor Carl Lagerfeld, um, so, um, you know, he was there definitely fond of roses. Um, she had her little bustier with a tie. Um, and then she also wore a gray, um, wig headpiece, um, which of course, um, is, um, to pay homage to Mr. Lagerfield and I thought that was cute. The The black joint she had on was cute. And then for the after party, she also wore um, this pink, black, and white. So she kind of kept it all together as far as, like, her color scheme goes, this pink, black, and white dress. I love the dress as well. Um, it was very, like, a Chanel with the tweed um, fabric. <coughs> it was shiny. And it's and it was like a dress. It was you know it was a dress, and so she really pulled that one off as well. So shout out to Cardi. Um, who else? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Kim Kardashian. 
Um, of course, Kim came through with the pearls. Pearls is another signature piece um, by Lackfield and Chanel. <coughs> God damn. Sorry, y'all. Every time I come on here, I always seem like I start coughing and allergies and all type of stuff start happening. But um, Kim had on this cream color. Like I said, it had the pearls um, accentuated on the dress. It was tight-fitting. Um, Kim looked nice. Um, of course, she had her sidekick, best friend, BFF daughter, Northwest. But Northwest did not walk the carpet. <coughs> Excuse me, but she was seen with Kim leaving out of the hotel. North looked cute as well. Um, who else? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lil Nas X. He wore, he paid homage to... Lagerfield's beloved cat um and he wore like this silver type of body paint but he had like a silver mask that was encrusted you know with jewels and it was remnants of a cat speaking of Lil Nas X um also Doja Cat also wear um a nice gown and she had an cat features like some prosthetic paint on her face which made her you know had the cat silhouette she looked it decent it wasn't over the top you know definitely not too over the top like little Nas s but um i like how both of them definitely just pay homage to the cat i think that was a brilliant idea for both of them i believe uh jared leto also pay homage but he wore entire cat like a cat suit so i know he was extremely hot in that um who else looked good um j-lo she never disappoints she always keeps it classy and chic she had on a black and a like a very pale pink um dress um uh, with a head with a hat on top um she looks very nice um lala looked cute um who else um diddy and um young miami um they arrived at the blue i mean at the carpet together um diddy had his suit which was i guess supposed to be a sean john original um he had on a big puff coat you know adorned with the flowers um you know in honor of lagerfield but also the coat the big coat as well was to pay homage to the late um, and uh, Andre Leon Talley of Vogue. Um, so I like that touch that he did there. Um, Young Miami. Young Miami looked good. The only thing that I didn't really like um, with Young Miami's uh, outfit or just, you know, her in general that night was that she didn't really smile on the pictures. Like, all of the pictures she's looking extremely serious she didn't smile at all on the carpet and i think that you know at least i haven't came across a photo where it's showing her smiling so um yeah smile sometimes you know you can give paparazzi different looks you can give them the serious you can give them the you know you can give them the the a, a little quick smile over the shoulder type of thing you know there's different things that you can do but i get it you know, her and Diddy probably 
you know, already mapped out what it is that they were going to do and not do on the carpet. And it was just nice to see them together. They're quote unquote BFFs. Uh, they're not going to put a la label on their relationship, um, but it was wonderful seeing them. Um, who else? Who else? Um, you Usher, Pusha T, all of the men pretty much. The men really don't do no wrong on the carpet. It's more for the women. The women are the ones that normally just be outrageous um, with the outfits. Um, so it's not much to say about the men. Um, Rihanna, you know, she always come through at the last minute. She makes her grand in France, and I don't blame her. They give her the set time in which she comes and make her entrance. This year, she also wore a, like a puff coat, but it, it was all white dress with this puff jacket type of situation that goes over her head. Um, people have started making memes of the outfit. I thought it was dope a dope type of jacket with all of the flowers. Again, she had on some, um, she had on white sunglasses as well. The sunglasses had um, like fake lashes um, added to them, which gave it an extra little edgy touch to it or, con you know, contourish type of touch. I think that was, I thought I liked her look. And um, yeah, I liked her look. Her and ASAP Rocky, you know, they they're just very fashionable and they are beautiful people um yeah so i really i really loved uh but I, i'm a little crazy like that anyway i don't like just the normal everyday dresses especially when it comes to the met gala anybody that kind of goes that extra mile show their individuality um, show how creative a designer, you know, can can take it when it comes to a formal event. Um, and to me, Rihanna just kind of nails it each and every freaking time. All right. So outside of the Met Gala, I hope everybody um, had a wonderful time at the Met Gala. Hope they network. Hey, some business meet business meetings may have happened people get deals uh what's her name um who was who else was there um i spice as far as the rap culture goes people were talking about the fact that hey she hasn't even been in the game one year yet and she's already been invited to the met gala so i spice girl you got good music i'm waiting to see what more you can put out? Um, are you going to be a one-hit wonder? Is this going to be it for you? You know what I'm saying? We want to see what else you're going to be able to do. So, hey, you're going to have to, hey, do what you got to do. Keep your name out there. Um, <clears throat> be on the scene. Get endorsements. Link up. Do collaborations. Nicki Minaj, Kim Kardashian. Do what you got to do, girl. Hey, you've been thrust in the spotlight, so you better take advantage of it while you're here. Um, all right, so speaking of hip-hop, unfortunately, though, um, there was a situation, the news came out in regards to Pros, Michael, um, or Mitchell. I don't know how he pronounces his last name, but uh, Pros is 50 years old, and he is a member of the... Um, group Fuji's you remember the group Fuji's with Lauren Hill and 
uh, Wyclef Jean. Um, he was the third member of that group. So apparently Proz has been, um, got himself into some deep, deep, deep trouble. And uh, he was found guilty. He was found guilty on um, Wednesday of last week on 10 criminal counts related to an international conspiracy reaching the highest levels of the U.S. government. I mean, all the way up to the president. This the type of shit that Proz was involved in. Okay, so here's the backstory. Um, so, Grammy-winning artist and former member of the Fugees faced multiple counts over the failed conspiracy to help Malaysian businessman Joe Lowe and the Chinese government gain access to U.S. officials, um, including former presidents Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Michael was found guilty of conspiracy to defraud the U.S., witness tampering and acting as an unregistered agent of a foreign government. He faces up to 20 years in prison. No sentencing date was set. Um, his attorney, David Kenner, expressed disappointment about the verdicts, but said he was confident that his mistrial motions will work out in their favor. Uh, quote, unquote, we are extremely disappointed in the result, but are very, very confident in the ultimate outcome of this case. Kenner told reports, adding, if we do move to sentencing hearing, I remain confident we will certainly appeal this case. This is not over. Uh, Michael testified last week that Lowe paid Michael $20 million in 2012 in order to get a picture of himself with Obama, and prosecutors allege Michael funneled over $800,000 of that money to Obama's campaign through a number of straw donors. In his defense, Michael testified, I mean, Pross testified that he never used the money um, because the Joe Lowe person told him to do it, but instead he used the money um, however he chose to spend it. So if he wanted to donate to Obama or Trump's campaign, he had the right to do that. And that's kind of what his defense is all about. Basically, you know, even though this man gave me this money, it was given to me. And as a gift, I'm able to do with it as I choose. He wasn't, he's basically his defense is I wasn't trying to do it <clears throat> do it to try to gain some type of political influence on behalf of Joe Lowe, but hmm, you just never know. Um, basically, he told the jury, hey, I could have bought 12 elephants with that money if I wanted to. Um, when Trump came to power in 2017, an investigation started to ramp up into Lowe and his alleged role in billions of dollars being embezzled from um, one MBD, which is a Malaysian sovereign wealth fund, Lowe went to Praz again. According to prosecutors, Lowe directed over a hundred million dollars to Praz to help push the government, including Trump, and to drop their investigation into him. Prosecutors also say 
that Pras advocated for the extradition of a Chinese dissident named Wu Wengi on behalf of the Chinese government. Pras, however, testified he only tried to help Lo find an attorney in the U.S. and only told authorities about Yo because he thought he was a criminal. What? The former Fuji's member also said that the $100 million was for a media business he was starting and the investment wasn't from Lowe. Lowe, who was charged along with Michael, is believed to be in China because Lowe, they looking for him. And the other guy, Guo, has since been arrested and charged by the Justice Department with defrauding investors in an unrelated case. So it sounds to me like, so apparently that was from CNN. Rolling Stones interviewed Pros about a month or so ago um, to talk a little bit about this case. Apparently Pros met Joe Lowe years ago. Joe Lowe is a young guy too, younger than Pros young rich okay yeah he's younger than pros so according to pros um pros has always kind of been in from the rolling stone article pros has always been into um politics he's he wasn't always into politics right but eventually he kind of got into politics, I guess, based on family and friends. Um, and he stated that um, how he met Joe Lowe, um, someone called him. He really wasn't one to go out partying and stuff like that. So years ago, a friend of his um, invited him to a club. Um, basically, you know, I guess whenever high profile or not even high profile but just individuals who may work on wall street or businessmen would be in the city and they're going to this particular um club to just party and everything have a good time have drinks or whatever the promoter at the club would like to you know maybe invite a celebrity quote unquote celebrity or two to the club to just help with the scenery help you know show the the wealthy people that's there that hey you know this is the spot to be or whatever the case just make the ambience what it needs to be right and so pros kind of haphazardly um met joe Lowe under these um circumstances he was invited to this club one night and um club one night and he said you know there were attorneys and Wall Street people spending money on bottles, and all of a sudden he just saw this other guy, this young guy, um, just kind of take the mic and, and wanted to be flashy as well and say, hey, I'm worth so-and-so. I got money, too, to spend. So he said Joe Lowe just basically bought bottles for everybody. He ended up buying more bottles even for the club across the street. Like he was just showing how much money he had that night. And from there, they just kind of, you know, developed a friendship and he would travel with him country to country, 
you know, partying in Vegas, birthdays on yachts and beautiful women and all this type of shit. So that's kind of how he met Joe Lowe and they just became friends. And I think at some point, um, at some point, Joe Lowe, like I said, he was already an investor, a businessman, right? Young guy, spending money, making money. But he wanted to now just kind of, you know, gain that influence in the political world. Um, and basically it is alleged that Pross was just part of that process to help him. So just imagine if you have a guy say, hey, um, you know so-and-so and so, because Pross also have met Obama. He met Obama, have been to a couple of Obama like fundraising parties and things like that. So I'm assuming that conversation came up and Lowe was like, hey, probably in his mind thinking, hey, I can utilize pros to get to these political circles. So, hey, why not? Um, and so one way to do it, of course, is is money. You know, that's how you get into the circles, right? You start, you know, donating money to their campaigns and things like that. Um, so Lowe wanted to get a picture, picture with um, Obama and um, apparently may have given him, you know, given him some money, um, giving him some money to say, hey, can you set this up? I'll pay so-and-so-and-so to have a picture with Obama. And I think that, you know, they was able to either close to making that happen or made it happen, one or the other. Um, but from there, you know, then Lowe went to Praz again, probably with another question for him. Hey, you know, I have we have this Chinese uh we have this Chinese dissident um that is locked up um in the US and we want to try to get him extradited. Um uh, with your connections, Praz, do you think we can at least ask the government to extradite them or see who we need to talk to and how much money you need to do that. I really feel like that's how those conversations went. And Pross, at the time, you know, as the years go by, I'm sure he's probably still getting maybe some royalties off of the Fuji music. Um, but, hey, he probably still needed other money coming in some type of way. And he probably was like, shit, this might be a good little lick. This doesn't sound too bad. He probably was thinking of it like, he wasn't doing anything wrong, but of course, you know, once you start dealing with politics, you kind of cross that fine line on, you know, federal, federal things. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, having, trying to get a prisoner extradited and you talking about the Chinese government, you know, the U S and China always kind of had their situation going on from a political, you know, standpoint. Um, the government started paying a close eye. And then when the Joe Lowe person um, basically was charged for defrauding billions of dollars through that, you know, through that um, one MBD fund, he definitely became on the, on the radar. And they probably, the Fed started looking into his circle. And when he realized that Pros was in his circle, that's when the Feds probably started keeping their eye on Pros. And unfortunately, Pross, I got hemmed up in the fuck shit. He got hemmed up in some fuck shit. 
So I don't know, Proz. I don't know if you're going to be able to get yourself out of this one. You might. You might. If there's no paper trail, I guess, to uh, identify or verify that this money came from low, that you donated to these uh, to these straw donors um, to, you know, for Obama and Trump's campaign, then you may be in the clear. But otherwise, uh, I don't know, Prof. I don't know. I don't know. But I thought that was a crazy, crazy situation. Extremely crazy situation. And the little background, real quick, on the um, Joe Lowe character. Um, basically he's, uh, let's say he's a 41, he's now 41, 41 year old Malaysian. He graduated from the Wharton school of business in 2005 and, um, promptly executed one of the biggest embezzlement schemes in history of money. Um, by the time he was done, Joe Lowe, AKA the Asian great Gatsby, he has siphoned more than $4.5 billion from the Malaysian Southern Wealth Fund known as 1MDB, um, Malaysian Development Bureau. <clears throat> Says much of the loot was slipped to Malaysian officials as bribes. A lot of it was show showered on low celebrity friends. Um, he paid for cartoonish op opulence such as you, a super yacht, mansions, and penthouses, chartered airliners retrofitted as nightclubs, jewelry for supermodels and politician wives. Um, it says that that money built Lowe's legend during his historic spree. From Los Angeles to Dubai, the stolen cash bought more than just things. It provided Lowe with the validity and influence he needed to keep the ruse going. For the Justice Department, Praz's case is the latest, of course, as we talked about, in an ambitious years-long effort to track down all of the dirty 1MDB money and clean up Lowe's mess. The white-collar crime's equivalent of scrubbing every last oil-slick seabird and starfish after a tanker runs aground. The government prosecutors started out in 2016 by seizing the assets purchased with the scam money, more than a billion dollars worth of real estate in Manhattan, London, Beverly Hills, a $35 million bombardier jet, artwork by Van Gogh, Picasso, and Monet, in 2018, the feds went directly at Lowe and the bankers who facilitated and profited from his grand theft. Goldman Sachs, <coughs> the investment bank that conspired with Lowe by underwriting $6.5 billion in bonds to prime the 1MDB pumps and raked in $600 million in the process, um, they had to pay the government $2.9 billion in fines for its central role in the scheme. Um, in civil court, the government was intent on collecting the money and restoring it to the innocent, ripped-off people of Malaysia. <clears throat> but with its recent criminal cases against two culpable Goldman Sachs executives, one of them... Roger Ng was sentenced March 9th to 10 years in prison. 
The other, Tim Lazner, is awaiting sentencing. The Justice Department put all of Lowe's former associates on notice. And prison time is very much in play. It says, we're prized to be found guilty on all accounts, which we learned last week he was. He could possibly be sentenced to 22 years. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. After all, this is the stated aim of the indictments by the Justice Department, both of which notably named Lowe and Pras as co-defendants, even though Lowe remains at large and is wisely believed to be living in China under the protection of Xi Jinping's government by preemptively handcuffing them together. The Justice Department presents the former Fuji as no mere bystander caught up in Lowe's vast criminal enterprise, but instead his principal accomplice. That's crazy. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I wish pros well. We never want to see, especially some white-collar crime shit. Maybe initially he thought, hey, I'm just helping out a friend, but maybe he did not think of the, the seriousness of doing what he done. But did he? You know, he may have overextended himself to low. Like, hey, we could be friends, but we just kick it. You know, whenever you go to the club, you want to be around some bad bitches, call me for that. All this other shit, I ain't going to be able to do. So, Proz may have overextended himself, but I wish I wish the fella well. And uh, that's going to be it. For today's podcast, it's almost 40 minutes long. I appreciate everybody, as you know. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with more interesting topics because there is a lot of things that has been going on. And I will keep everybody updated as well when we bring back the group chat live on our live stream. Uh, we had to postpone that for some time, but uh, it is what it is. Just bear with me. But thank you, everyone. How do y'all feel about the prize situation? Do y'all think he'll get 22 years? Do you think you, he's guilty? Um, always leave comments. You can DM me um, as well. If you have any business inquiries, email us at straightforwardmedia um, at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can. But thank you again for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.